0: welcome back to orange you glad we Watch the oc a podcast where we run all of our relationship advice-seeking by 17-year-olds. I'm Sarah. That's Evan.
1: hey Hey.
0: This is... We're on the couch again. Yep. We're even more buried under blankets. <laughs> I used to have my microphone on like a stand. Now it's on my lap. We'll see how this goes (laughs) this is a podcast where we talk about every stinking episode of seminal 2000s television program the oc
1: that's it it's what we do
0: that's what we do you got any news
1: we put in the work for you listeners (laughs) uh i don't think i have any news I have news. Oh, go for it.
0: Um, a I don't know if it's actually news or if it's just something that I read on Twitter. X, formerly Twitter, whatever. Or I don't remember what the source was, but we're bringing it up as news because apparently there are too many personality-based podcasts.
1: What's a personality-based podcast?
0: We are. We're two people talking to each other. Like We mostly talk about this. No, we don't even mostly talk about this show. As with several many of my favorite personality-driven podcasts, because I like to hear people's personalities. Whoever said this. Or maybe I'm making up this phantom statistic in my head. But either way... We should probably just
1: stop now. What is too many? What does that fucking mean?
0: Everybody is starting a goddamn podcast and they're all um, thinking that they're extremely funny and relatable and so there's 20 minutes to a half an hour or something of talking before they start talking about the ostensible subject of the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. That's (laughs) Like, that's, <laughs> that's out for 2024.
1: Oh, that's out. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. what's if something is out, then that means something has to be in.
0: I guess no podcasts. There you go. Yeah.
1: Okay. Damn. Yeah. We're, we were super late to the podcast game, weren't we? <laughs> that was the problem.
0: I was never doing this for anything other than a good
1: time. There you go. Yes. As long as you're having a good time, that's all that really matters.
0: Are you having a good time?
1: It is yet to be seen. <laughs> this fucking
0: show. Fucking... what episode are we discussing today, Evan?
1: Uh, season two, episode eight. The power of love.
0: The power
1: of love. The power of love is a curious thing. Make a one man weep. Make another man sing. sing.
0: And that and man that other man, is Sandry Anthony Cohen. Yep,
1: Sandy Cohen. He definitely <laughs> sings in this episode. If you had told me at the beginning and middle of this episode that it would end with Sandy Cohen singing in, in front of a group of people, I would have told you you were stupid. There's no way. Because it starts and middles very poorly.
0: In retrospect, we probably could have pieced it together because... When Sandy goes to talk to Olivia Wilde, it is at the bait shop.
1: Yep. Yep. And the previously on uh, was from season one. Uh-huh. You'll notice he had his bangs.
0: And his bangs. Uh, and someone, I think Kirsten said in the previously on, he was in a production of Grease, the musical. He played. He played Danny Zuko. He
1: did, he played play? Danny, did he play Danny Zuko? I don't remember i can't remember we'll look it up later or we won't or we'll forget to promptly after this because it will be an hour past our bedtime and we'll go the fuck to bed and everyone will be happier for it because ever since we've been cozy casting which is what i'm calling this podcasting on the couch from underneath a series of blankets each cozier than the last uh it's a nice way for me to transition into bedtime. And sometimes a heating pad. Yes. Like currently for you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The reason I'm not using a heat pad is because I have the laptop, which is recording on my lap. And it gets nice and toasty. Oh. So it's essentially my heating pad. Excellent. Hey. Okay. That was the end of the news. Oh, let's
0: talk about this show. Season two. Episode, episode eight, eight.
1: Power of love. Power of love.
0: We open... On Ryan Atwood in The Breakfast Nook. Pouring
1: himself a bowl of cereal. Oh,
0: generic ass cereal. Did
1: you clock what it was called? No. it's. I, I was looking really hard. It's like, it was sun something or other. It was uh-huh. like sun flakes or something like that.
0: I can't imagine that like your Wheaties and your Corn Flakes and your what have you, your Lucky Charms were not fighting at this point, over an endorsement deal. Right. For, or product placement. So I'm a little surprised that the only, they don't do a lot of product placement in this show, so when they do, it's really obvious. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the hard-drinking Coors teens in season one. yep. That was a product. Rolling placement. Rock.
1: Did they mention Rolling Rock at some point? They might have. I thought they did. Maybe
0: the one where they were getting all their groceries out of the um, car. There was like Doritos. Yes. Facing forward.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. The product placement is not overt uh, in this show.
0: It's one of its many saving graces.
1: It's got some of those. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Cause fuck.
0: So Ryan is eating generic cornflakes.
1: He only gets a single spoonful in his mouth before the phone rings.
0: And who is on the phone, Evan?
1: Sethward Yanthony Cohen Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Him. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. It's right to even say his middle name. Is Ezekiel in this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's Seth Ezekiel Cohen. It's a strong name. It is. It is. Uh, Sec uh the the sec is the sexy executive commission (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i got a case of the yawns here um seth has spent the night at alex's so we are to assume that this was not this is not a direct continuation of the end of last episode right okay yes good um so we don't actually get to see what happens when Seth is arrested for stealing his grandfather's car. This is, we assume, a few days later. Yeah. He has spent the night at Alex's, and he needs Ryan to cover for him uh, because he is not at home.
0: We are somewhere between Christmas and va- or New Year's and Valentine's Day. Yes. At this
1: point. Yes.
0: Which is also where we are.
1: That's right where we are.
0: Are we back on the timeline?
1: We, the only films? time will tell. Oh, fuck. When we see if we get a Valentine's Day episode or not. Oh, fuck. When these kids will probably be fucking, is my guess. Because damn, the kids are horny in this fucking episode. They're very horny. Can we just say really quick, these kids are fucking horny. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit.
0: There's lots of teen sexing.
1: As well they should be. You know, I just hope they're using protection.
0: They're all very attractive people.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's many a low-rise pant slash skirt in this episode.
0: Slash, I can't even describe confusing what Confusing
1: wrap dress. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> very confusing. Uh, and then also, ooh, we uh, we get the introduction of a brand new comic book character, um, Seth's long arms. yes. Uh, they, they they go well in the superhero team that is his torso.
0: <laughs> and what, his hair?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: So uh, uh, Seth is calling Ryan. Does he call on the house phone or does he call, does Ryan have,
1: I can't remember. The he calls him on the house phone, this. yes. House phone, okay. And he's like cough twice if you're alone and it's oh, like yeah. I'm alone.
0: <laughs> and he goes, "Well, that's a little less stealth."
1: <laughs> yeah, Seth is all about stealth these last few episodes. Uh-huh. Whoever they hired uh, as a writer in the writers' room really liked that.
0: Josh Schwartz is the writer of this episode.
1: <gasps> <Josh> <gasps> oh, Schwartz, the, the creator, titular Josh Schwartz. Which which
0: tells us a lot of things about Josh Schwartz.
1: This is the episode where, like, Seth is, like, getting it on, like, bone style.
0: Bone style. And Journey is heavily featured again. Uh... And many a parenting.
1: Yes, quite a lot of parenting in this episode. But to what effect? We will find out. Yes. Um, So Ryan has to come up pretty quickly With some kind of excuse. (laughs) What does he say? Seth left early for school.
0: He, He says he does not want to cover for Seth at first because he says, I am very bad at lying. Yes. And I don't remember what Seth says to convince him.
1: I don't remember either, but he's basically like, look, I got my dick wet. Please, you know, do this for me.
0: And it's heavily implied that the dick was wet because we show him on the other end talking and Alex is putting a tank top on yep. over her bra yep. in the background of the shot Yep. so they
1: did it and she's like playfully toying with his shirt buttons too yeah. and I'm like just stop <laughs> no Seth Cohen deserves no love affection kindness he deserves nothing none of it <laughs> What's J- who's the showrunner? Jason Schwartz, John Schwartz, Josh, Schwarz. Josh. That's a tough. If I was his parents, I would have recognized that Josh Schwartz, the two SH sounds right next to each other. Okay. They were probably thinking Joshua Schwartz, which does roll nicely off the tongue, but no. No one's going to be pretentious enough in the early two thousands to go by their fir- full first name, especially if they're a showrunner. They want to be cool, Josh Schwartz. That's just a lousy name.
0: He's not the showrunner. He's the
1: creator. So who's the showrunner? There is no showrunner. Your mom. It's just the standard. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> So Ryan comes up with Who
0: was the show runner on the OC?
1: I don't think there was one. It was probably just what I found. Boo. What? Is it telling you about like the coordinates to Greece or something? Uh-huh. Siri sucks. Siri is bad at its job. Yours isn't that much better. Google Assistant. Yeah, I'm not like, I'm not standing for Google Assistant. I hate all artificial intelligences. They're all pointless and stupid. They're all just meant to fucking steal our data and goddamn steal everyone's job. That's my piece of news thousands of video game developers have been laid off by major studios across the board. And my guess is it's because of AI, which is not, I think we've talked about this. Just call that shit machine learning. It's not actually AI. There's nothing intelligent about it. He fucks, capitalism ruins everything. Anyway, um, we are deeply out of the plot here. <laughs> we are so in the weeds. I don't know what the fuck we're talking. We're not we are different. in the first scene of this show, and uh-huh. we are 15 minutes into this fucking podcast. Uh huh. So let's let's pick up the pace here. Uh, Ryan comes up with some hilarious excuse when he's like, "Seth, Seth went in." To early, and uh, Kirsten enters stage left and is like, He never goes in early. Why would he go in early? Are you what's going on?
0: He's writing a paper on like the impact of American soil.
1: It, yeah, it's a very long, it's like, Yeah, agricultural practices in pre industrial Europe or something like that. And then he comes up with it really quickly. Yeah, to his credit.
0: But the thing about lying. And I believe Seth brings this up later on the episode. Yeah. You can't get that granular. You gotta be you vague get, enough with have, it. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't think they're buying it.
1: No, they see through it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, he spent the night with his girlfriend, didn't he?
0: But before that, Sandy forgets the 20th
1: anniversary. Yes. Which is a big part of this episode and i
0: paused and asked you and i want to hear you talk through your reasoning behind this sure you think it's in character for sandy to forget his 20th anniversary i do i say that they have portrayed him as so much of a wife guy mm-hmm. on this show, mm-hmm. only rivaling Mulaney before he <laughs> got divorced, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that I don't think that he would have forgotten it. And I think this is another example of, oh God, we need something to propel this plot along.
1: I think canonically, he's already forgotten some important things in season one. Like what? That's what I'm going off of. Okay. Uh, fuck, I wish I could remember off the top of my head. And I wish mm. we had any kind of audience so that mm. I, could, so I could ask them and be That's like, That's awfully
0: hey. convenient.
1: I really, I do think that he has forgotten things in the past. And I do think that it's also consistent with Kirsten's character that she gets mad about it. Okay. Um, and I just, I, I very vaguely remember in season one something... Something like that about him forgetting something.
0: Well, it looks like we're going to have to go back and watch all of season one. All
1: of season one again. Yep. Join us. <laughs> In two weeks. For the... the pilot for the, for the For the fucking... We have two... We have two podcasts going simultaneously. One is the original watching of the OC and one is the re-watching <laughs> of season one of the OC. Where we talk about all the shit we forgot. <laughs>
0: And then the third podcast is us recapping our recaps.
1: It would be, uh, man, I tell you, it would be good just to see Luke again. Yeah. But, th- but those, those first like 14 episodes would be rough. Cause he's still a villain at that point.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh Christ. We'd have to go through the full Oliver arc again. Fuck that.
0: Those halcyon days. Ugh,
1: the Oliver days. I don't miss the Oliver days no. at all. Fuck that. I'm glad we are where we are. Uh, yeah, they don't buy it. Um, and all Kirsten doesn't buy
0: it that he remembers the anniversary because he says, I love you more than I did when we met 19 years ago. And she's like, you mean 20? And he's like,
1: fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so Sandy's boned.
1: Yeah, he's in the doghouse this entire episode up mm-hmm. until the very end
0: mm-hmm.
1: when he builds this different kind of doghouse.
0: A sex doghouse?
1: A singing dog house. Oh, a singing dog house. That's not a thing. I guess
0: neither is a sex
1: dog Thank house. fucking God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Opening credits. Is that what we do next? Ba-da-da-da-da.
0: No. Fuck. Uh, history of Agriculture in California. Ah. Is the paper that Seth is supposed. Or er, Yeah, Seth write, is supposedly Seth writing. Seth is supposedly writing. Okay. So... Now I think we go to the credits.
1: Okay. Ba-da-da-da-da. When we come back.
0: So now we're in the school lounge with empty cups of coffee and. Love it. There was a reference made to Joss Whedon's X-Men run.
1: Yes. Uh, Zach comes. So what? The boys are hanging out. On a couch. Right. In the, on the divan. Yep. And. uh uh Summer comes in and just like, what up, bitches? And they're like, what up? It's Summer. Yay. And then Zach comes and Zach's like, did you see the new comic book? And Cohen's like, I read it. I've got opinions. Three of them. And Summer is like, oh, my God, you guys are such nerd dorks. It is too early
0: in the morning to talk about comics.
1: And Seth is like, you're just mad because every boy you fuck likes comics. And she's like, I haven't fucked him yet. No, wait. She talks about that with Marissa Marissa. later. But
0: also, didn't we have a full episode in season one where she was converted to a love of comics?
1: potentially
0: she went it was the um Anna and her and Seth arc and she went to a comic
1: book shop with
0: Seth and
1: I remember she dressed as Wonder Woman but yeah
0: but they also went to a comic book shop and I'm pretty sure that he loaded her up on a bunch of like
1: that's comics. yeah so what
0: do we learn from this little anecdote kids only have hobbies
1: when boys like them. We've also learned that um, the writers of this show have the memory of a goldfish, essentially, and it's just convenient for them to forget these things. Well, that's implied. <laughs> that's always true. This is just the, the writers part. of the show are always the villains of our fucking mm-hmm. podcast. What is served in this scene? <laughs> I don't remember what they actually accomplish. What they
0: accomplish is, um, at this point, Summer's like, you were going to get me coffee, right, Zach? And he's like, yeah. And he leaves the scene. And Summer starts giving Seth shit for wearing the same clothes that he was wearing yesterday.
1: Yes, yes, this is what we were accomplishing.
0: Yes. And he's like, well, maybe I got my dick wet.
1: And she was like, ha ha, you didn't get your dick wet by Alex, your new girlfriend, did you? And then he and Ryan say nothing. And she's like, oh, shit. Yep. He got his dick wet. Yep.
0: And then Zach brings her the coffee and she's like, I can't drink coffee this early in the morning. It does things to my stomach. And Zach is like, the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Yeah. And she's like, let's go, Zach. (laughs) And in my mind, I was like, you could take the coffee with you. It's in a to-go cup. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't just need to leave it behind. Also,
0: there's nothing in it.
1: You <laughs> like, you know, canonically in the story, she could have made the decision to be like, "Okay, Zach, let's go. These two fucking bore me." She could have said anything. that Summer would have said like, yeah. "I don't like the way Cohen smells. Let's she, get out of here." She could have just said, "Ew." Yes, thank you. Fuck, we really lost track of the you count. Yeah, we really. Has really. she stopped saying you? We would have noticed. If she continued saying you. Yeah. 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 We're detectives.
0: Maybe she... O- <laughs> Maybe she only says you when she's involved with stuff. Hmm.
1: hmm. It's possible. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Because he's gross.
1: He is. He's the grossest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So now we're over at the Cooper Nickel House. Yep. And uh, Marissa, they're outside... On like a veranda or something, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm,
1: think. Yeah.
0: It's hard to tell what time of day it is. Um, Marissa's like, I need money. And Julie's like, I'll give you money if you show up for our photo shoot. That is definitely a thing.
1: That yeah. Who is do. featuring them as like a family?
0: Architectural OC. Just.
1: Yeah. Some, some magazine is featuring them. Yep. And she's like this is the old Julia Cooper that we know and love where she cares a lot about social standing in her community. And Mm -hmm. so she would like Marissa to be there so that they can put on some kind of face of being, um, a functional family. Yep. Uh, and (laughs) at this point, I just fucking love that Caitlin just no longer exists. (laughs) She is completely out of the picture. She is gone. We may as well, They may as well just say, oh, she died in a typhoon or something like that, (laughs) like. Get your
0: 21 gun salute out.
1: Don't even bother doing like a fucking funeral episode. Just, it happened off screen in between two episodes. (laughs) That's it. She's
0: married to a Viennese baron.
1: Just one throwaway line for exposition, you know. Oh, I'm back from my grievance light bath. (laughs) Trip for the death of my youngest, Caitlin, where she was killed in that toboggan accident. That
0: horrific sausage. <laughs> so Caitlin no longer exists.
1: Yeah, she's just a non-issue. We've lost Caitlin. We've lost Rosa. Yep, These are characters that will no- never be seen again.
0: We also, for the last couple episodes, have maybe lost the gay panic count a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm Man. here for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Everyone's all coupled up at this point. So uh uh-huh. what are you going to do with their with their opposite sex partners? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But the other point of
0: this scene is Caleb is like, Jesus fucking Christ. And he like goes in his wallet and gets a bunch of cash and hands it to her. And she's like, thanks, and leaves. Yep. And Caleb makes the excellent observation that they are not... A functional family, so why are we going through the
1: charade of this photo shoot? Of pretending like we are. Yeah, and he
0: leaves the scene, and Julie is left to just kind of smolder,
1: (laughs) poutily. Few people smolder as good as one Julie Cooper. Correct. She smolders like a piece of hot kindling. Real good. Like a piece of glowing charcoal, she smolders.
0: So now, Ryan and Lindsay are making plans to see each other that night. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to study.
1: Study, quote unquote.
0: They're going to study each other's butts.
1: you are going to study the inside of each other's open mouths.
0: Yes. They're, they're going to... F- do to practice tonsillectomies <laughs> with each other's tongues.
1: They're going to do... Um,
0: it's a breakthrough type of surgical intervention. They're
1: going to do tooth judo. Tooth judo. That doesn't work. Kissing should have as few teeth as possible. They're Most of the time.
0: check each other's molars. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all. They're going to clean each other's braces. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I am. Oh, you don't like you do no. like that. One, do
0: <laughs> that's the worst thing I've heard you say in a long time. <laughs>
1: Very good. Okay, good. yeah So
0: while all this is happening, Sandy is reconfirming their. <laughs> weekend plans for the 20th anniversary at the Mondrian
1: uh Laguna Beach I think Laguna Beach
0: the Montage Hotel and Resort
1: ah okay thank you
0: which is in maybe Laguna Beach okay thank you I have no sense of California geography
1: nope so nope I know it's very long and that's it
0: I know from the 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 Bravos' franchises that Palm Springs is very far away from Los Angeles.
1: I didn't so, know Palm Springs was in California. It is. I thought it was in Florida. Nope. <laughs> Wee! It would be farther if it was. Oh, that takes me back to when I asked you where where the OC is <laughs> if it was in California or Florida. Gosh. <gasps>
0: You were so innocent then.
1: This podcast has a great track record. (laughs) You know? Really, we should be picked up by a podcasting company because, like, this podcast has legs. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like a fine wine.
0: I have nothing to say to that.
1: Yeah, no, there's nothing should be said. Please continue.
0: Okay. Kirsten is not buying the reconfirming no but one is. Nobody is. No one
1: is. He's like, oh, what this phone call I just had? No, no, no. That was just re. That was just confirming the the thing.
0: And she was like you were able to get last minute reservations He's like fuck you I was not (laughs) These plans were in place for months At the very least At
1: the very least it was months (laughs) Maybe years (laughs) I had to plan this retreat
0: I have been planning this since the day we got married
1: (laughs) I said to myself I said on the 20th of my anniversaries With this beautiful woman We will go to the montage
0: (laughs) I really, for a split second, I really wanted them to go to Vegas again. Mm -hmm. I think a Sandy and Kirsten in Vegas episode would be pretty fun. That'd
1: be awesome. Yes. Oh, because like, it would be wonderful. They would go to Vegas with the intent of just enjoying a nice vacation together. But then something, something illicit would happen and they would have to solve a mystery. Yes. Like they'd come upon a dead body and... It looks like they're the ones who murdered them. Yes. So they have to go on the lamb for a single episode like the fugitive and they're being hunted by the Las Vegas police or the gaming commission or something like that. And they have to clear their good name. And it, the B plot is every now and then it cuts back to the OC and the boys have some utterly stupid thing that they're trying to, yeah, you know, that they're dealing they're mostly
0: with just doing beer bongs.
1: You think? Yeah. I don't know. The B plot back there needs to have some kind of, you know, low lower stakes because then when Kirsten and Sandy come back, uh, the boys can be like, you know, how was your trip? And they'll be like, uh, it was fine. And the boys will be like, good. We've got to tell you about all the drama that we faced back here, <laughs> you know, and like, You know, Sandy's, like, lost the tip of a finger or something like that to a crocodile in the Las Vegas sewers. And, like, (laughs) uh, Kirsten had to, like... There is
0: no way there is enough water in
1: Las Vegas (laughs) for a crocodile in the sewers.
0: (laughs) If anything else, it is a sand Tasmanian devil.
1: There you go. Okay. That's what ate one of his fingertips. Yes. Yeah, it's... uh, We should... um, We should write a spec script for this, this episode. Josh Schwartz, if
0: you're listening.
1: Right. Give us some money. Give us us a chance. (laughs) Give us a chance. You won't regret it.
0: (laughs) You might regret
1: it. We're plucky. (laughs) We got spunk. (laughs) We got moxie.
0: Um, Kirsten's deal besides not believing that he's reconfirming the details for this trip is she doesn't think that the boys can be left alone Mm -hmm. because of the various shenanigans.
1: Yep. Oh, Oh, did we even mention, have we gotten to that point yet? No, we haven't. No. I. So Seth was grounded. Yeah. We need to talk about this briefly. Seth was grounded. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think
0: at this point right now, nothing has happened to Ryan.
1: You don't think so? No, I think that comes... Oh, we're still at the... Yes, yes, that comes soon.
0: And he comes soon.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, So, yes, Seth Seth is grounded.
0: Yep. Sandy's plan is to ground them and commit them to not being idiots by threatening them to spend the weekend at Caleb's house.
1: Yes. With Caleb... And Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper. Which none of them want. No. Although I mean, you know. I think Ryan making sweet, sweet love to Julie Cooper. <laughs> gross. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what this show would fucking do though at some point. Like that's, that's- they love the concept of the older woman and the younger man. Like they have explored that to its very gross extremes. The but whatever
0: communal the community chest deck is not.
1: <laughs> no.
0: So, Marissa and Summer are now studying French in Marissa's room, and what is the? Did you remember the question that Marissa asks? What's the conjunctive of? What the fuck was your question? I don't remember. Is something that made it clear that Josh Whedon did not know anything Josh about Josh
1: Schwartz. Josh Schwartz. Oh god. No, Whedon's on your mind because of the comic book. Yeah. That's fine. And they both their names are both ja Ja, Ja names.
0: Fuck Ja, Sweden. Ja Schwartz seems okay from what I can tell.
1: And Summer is not interested in studying French because she's like...
0: At first she makes a very valid point that why are we studying about baguettes when <laughs> right. half of the, the county speaks Spanish? Yeah. And Morris is like,
1: what's up your butt, girlfriend? Looks like someone's got their panties in a bench. Do you have a case of the Mondays? Someone on their time? You have a yeast infection, bestie? Do you need some Obi Tampons? <laughs> <laughs> and Summer's like, I was supposed to fuck first. Cohen wasn't supposed to fuck. I was supposed to fuck. Me. Me.
0: These are very normal things to <laughs> say about your ex.
1: I don't remember how Marissa takes this line of questioning or this thread that, that that Summer is on. I
0: think it's kind of not the point what Marissa's reaction is because Summer
1: all are on her own oh, is like. I remember, I remember. Marissa's like, well, you got to take your time. You got to you know go at your own pace, and you know if you're comfortable, then. Then you'll you'll move to that next phase when you're both ready. And she's like, "I'm ready now, yeah. bitch. I'll fucking call a booty call fucking now, bitch. <sighs> fucking take a Polaroid and send it to fucking Cohen <laughs> of Zach splooging inside, raw dog. Me." This is what Rachel Bilson is saying. <laughs> <laughs> this crazed look in her eye. First of all, splooge
0: a pan. Okay, a couple. I have a couple issues. I'm gonna make a
1: Wisconsin State Fair cream pie. Oh my I know god! What I mean, Marissa. Is what she says. I'm so sorry. I've regretted everything I've said in the last minute of this conversation. I'm so sorry. Yet you keep going. You must follow things through to their conclusion, Sarah. Uh huh. This is the way the world works. So here are my problems with your scenario. Yes.
0: Polaroids don't have that much detail. This is your contention? That's that's it's a practical contention. It's
1: better than their fucking flip phone cameras, Sarah, that have a resolution of like 280 by 120.
0: Okay, but a Polaroid is not a good resolution for this type of capture.
1: (laughs) You're embarrassing yourself.
0: And we're talking about a (laughs) 17-year-old. At best. Do we know? I wa- Marissa,
1: I want you to hide in the corner and make an artistic charcoal drawing of us making love. And- Marissa, I want you to cuckold me. And- <laughs> oh, no, she's going to draw it and send it to Cohen. <laughs> I want you to make an oil painting of Zach thrusting deep. <laughs> of him nodding me like a dog. <laughs> Marissa... <laughs>
0: oh, fuck. i'm
1: so sorry you're the worst i'm so sorry i apologize to the furry community especially
0: um what are we talking about we're going to the next scene yeah, okay sure we're gonna yes I, my- the
1: summer essentially is just like you know what i think i'm ready yep Yeah. Next I I see Zach
0: We don't believe her for a second No of course not Because none of Summer's motivations are mature in any direction
1: No Of her life No and I, I still I think me and most of the audience are still completely unconvinced That she is sticking around with Zach for any other reason than to just I don't know be not with cohen yeah to just demonstrate to cohen she can be not with him
0: well she knows that cohen is with olivia Wilde.
1: yeah at this point and obviously she doesn't like it right she's not stoked that they boned right
0: so it's it's one-upsmanship
1: i'm getting the sense or brinks Brinksmanship? brinksmanship yeah I don't know. Maybe there's a larger conversation we could have when we talk about when we broach the topic of Marissa and DJ's relationship. Uh-huh. And the insight that oh, Julie you Cooper mean has.
0: Six hours from now. Yes. Sorry. Okay, yes. Let's move on. <laughs> next scene. Next
1: scene. Next scene.
0: Lindsay arrives to study in the pool house.
1: Oh yeah, she does.
0: And this is the scene is this the scene where she's wearing, like, basically a bra?
1: That was the first scene. Okay. That was we all Okay, so Uh, The first scene of the show, she's wearing um, a pink, long sleeve, very low cut. Top. Top. And then it's a cami underneath, but it really just looks like a bra. It looks like her boobs are full on display in just a cute bra. But. Um, I saw that it folded, uh, like actual fabric and not like, not like a bra, but yeah, well, I made mention of that first scene. I'm like titties. And then both of us were like, and she has a lot of eye makeup on in this scene. They're, they are, um, they're maturing, her makeup uh-huh. uh, in this episode in particular. And I think they're doing that because now they've leaned in, they've leaned fully into
0: her as a sexual being. Yes.
1: Lindsay and Ryan having a physical relationship where yeah. there's a lot more smooching,
0: but it's really interesting because of the many things that we have noticed about, for example, Marissa's wardrobe,
1: confusing, wardrobe,
0: confusing, wardrobe, character direction, her makeup mm-hmm. was never really.
1: Nope, it's always very soft. Yeah, very subtle. Hmm. Yeah, and Lindsay's to to this point has been a very. She's been. They've put her in a very nude face.
0: It's just. It's a very. It's a very drag queenish <laughs> color of eyeshadow. It's just bright. It's very trixie metal pink. <laughs>
1: I don't know. They also put her in a little bit of a cat eye. Yeah. Are we talking about Lindsay? Lindsay. Yeah. They also put her in a little bit of a cat eye. That's the I, thing that I noticed.
0: I don't think cat eyes were a thing in the early 2000s.
1: They gave her, they gave her a little bit of a corner, corner, like shape. Um, well. Yeah. 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 Roll the tape. <laughs> we'll see who's right. Read the receipts, <laughs> fuckers. Okay.
0: So now when, while it, there,
1: can I just say this one thing yes. that sort of, I thought it was sort of funny and charming is, uh, she, uh, yeah. Uh, she enters the pool house and, um, Ryan's kind of like giving her the eye and she smacks his book and she's like, mm-hmm. like, she's like, we're studying, <sighs> we're here to study, And it's exceptionally funny because of what happens in the next time that we see them in this scene. (laughs) So anyway, yes. Or in this in this uh, setting, I should say. Yes. Is this where um,
0: this is where Sandy is? Yes.
1: This is the abysmal um, Sundays. (laughs) They you wanted to find whatever whatever PA styled those and be like, What the fuck are you doing?
0: They're sitting on the couch and Kirsten and Sandy Kirsten and Sandy and wondering what they're really accomplishing by trapping them and grounding them and whatever. And he says I think Bill O'Reilly comes on the television and he's like, Well, that's punishment enough. Go get Cephala. Yeah. And Uh, they're both eating from identical ice cream bowls,
1: mm, they're like they're like coupe glasses. They're like larger coupe glasses.
0: Yeah, very fancy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of want to put ice cream in a coupe glass. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah.
1: What did you dislike about the styling of these sundays?
0: It was there appeared to be nothing on the Sunday, but w- vanilla ice cream, maybe some whipped cream, and. A section of a strawberry.
1: Oh, is that what that
0: was? Yes.
1: Okay. My eyes read it as a single maraschino cherry, which no. would be just as depressing. No.
0: No. A single maraschino cherry is a very common topping for a sundae.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Where do you think the phrase, and the cherry on top, comes from? Uh,
1: fuck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Just because you have a weird addiction to bleach... And chemicals. Ah,
1: everyone should be really if you're gonna be consuming that kind of cherry, you should be leaning into Luxardo is is my takeaway. Cause they're not weirdly bleached. Yeah. It's true. Yeah.
0: And they come from the region in Italy of the Luxard O's. Oh really? No.
1: <gasps> you got me. <laughs> you got me. Good job. Way to lie to your husband. I appreciate it no it's good it's a good thing oh my god don't look so shocked don't look so shocked anyway so um,
0: Sandy decides that they're going to institute some mandatory quality family time and goes up to Seth's room only to find him with his leg out the window yep it is unclear it wasn't set up in any earlier scene like oh, I'm
1: grounded but I'm gonna sneak out so, Did you blow out a candle? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what that smell is. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought. Please continue.
0: It's fine. He's climbing out the window, and Sandy is not mad, just disappointed.
1: He's. What does he say? He's like, "You got to be kidding me." Yes.
0: And simultaneously, Kirsten is doing a thing where she knocks and then doesn't wait for a response. And Ryan has just taken his shirt off because there is some hardcore making out to what journey?
1: He is fully mounting. Yes. Um, Lindsay. Lindsay, yes.
0: Is this music diegetic or not diegetic?
1: I believe they are listening to it, yes. So it is absolutely diegetic. Okay, but... It's putting them in the mood.
0: But... I object...
1: To so listening to Journey while a- making love?
0: As a teenage girl, in the 2000 end of sixes or wherever we are now. Sure. I should really someday learn what year <laughs> this season took place in. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is any self-respecting girl would have walked out if it wasn't at least train
1: I don't know I think Lindsay has a more adult appreciation for music
0: more like adult contemporary I think she would
1: well I mean if we're gonna go by the text which is the television program which we are watching the text says she's into it
0: yeah.
1: Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But anyway, this is the funny little thing that I was talking about where she, before this scene, she's like, we're studying. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're studying. And then she's fully under him, like writhing, like kissing, smooching, like.
0: It's extremely Guns N' Roses video. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, and then Kirsten comes in and she's like, ah, oh, oh, <laughs>
0: and she's particularly upset because Lindsay is her
1: sister. Yep. And to her knowledge, they were not an item.
0: That's the bigger
1: yes. thing. Yes.
0: Is Ryan lying by omission or is yes. he just like lying? No, he's
1: lying by omission. Okay. Yeah. She just thought they were lab partners. Yes. Whoopsie.
0: If by lab, you mean...
1: Slab. Sure. <laughs> Slab of meat. <laughs> beefcake. I don't know. Sorry. You were going to say something that was I, probably actually clever. I don't
0: actually think I was going to. <laughs> so now we're at the next morning. And this is the pancake scene.
1: Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I remember... Thinking to myself, um, the time jump here didn't make any sense to me, except that would have been the commercial break. Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably taking a a bite of delicious goulash. Uh, So Kirsten and Sandy are descending the staircase. And she's sort of like buttoning up her blouse or something like that. Uh Uh, And I was like, "Did did they, were they so angry they boned about it? Like, what is happening? No, it's like, it's the next morning. Yeah. Uh, And they're talking and they're like, what are we going to do with these two? She's like, we can't leave them alone. This episode is typified by Kirsten saying we can't leave them alone. And Sandy saying, come on, they'll be fine. It'll be okay. We should go on our trip. And then it's
0: not fine or okay, but it also. By standards of teens. This is pretty normal behavior.
1: Yeah, like sneaking out to see your girlfriend or kissing your girlfriend. These are not crimes. No. (laughs) These are not. I mean, fuck, Kristen, Kirsten, your ass should be fucking happy. Flashback to season one where they were fully burning down houses. Like, Uh come the fuck on. Sneaking out to see your girlfriend. You should be. You should be fucking applauding. You should be thanking your lucky stars. Yeah, no, there's a part of that. They're not, sorry, sneaking out to Tijuana (laughs) and almost dying. There's a part at the very
0: end where she's like, he's just growing up so fast. And I'm like, if anything, they got all of the grown up stuff out in the first season, yeah, your arson.
1: <laughs> your're
0: your murder suey packed.
1: right? Yeah, like holy shit. yeah, <laughs> they the, this is well-trod territory, honey. Yeah. Jesus. Girl. Ma'am. So they enter the kitchen and it's an adorable scene. Um
0: Seth and Ryan have gotten up early and made three different kinds of pancakes. Um, banana, blueberry. And chocolate chip if you're feeling sassy? Is yeah, I think what that's he what says? he says. Or, yeah. sassy? or naughty or whatever. Naughty. Yeah. And they're like, nah. The parents are unmoved.
1: He says, uh, too little, too late. Yeah. And it makes me angry, very angry, that nobody ate those pancakes.
0: Well, I mean, this show.
1: They made like 50 pancakes. This show loves
0: to be centered around food in a way where nobody actually consumes the food.
1: Yes. And you know what? They fucking rub it in my face because when Sandy leaves the scene, he pops a little something in his mouth that is not a pancake. And it pisses me off.
0: It's probably just chew.
1: <laughs> He's just packing a lip on his way out. Uh huh. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <laughs> the boy, they, they uh, accept the boys accept their fates, whatever they're going to turn out to be. And Sandy is declaring, is exiting the scene, God damn it, we're going to celebrate the goddamn anniversary. Yep. And his plan is to go dad at Alex? Yes. At the bait shop. Yes. Um, and this is where we fully lost it and paused and were like, is he going to a 17-year-old teenage runaway
1: for marital advice? Right. So he goes to the bait shop. <laughs> this is great. Alex's first response is... Um, something about permits. Yeah, like the permits are all up to date or yeah. something like that.
0: And <sighs> he, this is where I thought there was immediately a weird flirty tone. Well, to did you see where
1: he he like looks at her... At her lower back tattoo, yeah. At one point, yeah, because she's of course wearing a crop top and a low-rise skirt and fishnets. Yes, and he's like, "Look, uh yeah." So she's like, "You're here to tell me to stop dating your son," and this is but where.
0: The very, but the very first thing that he says to her was something along the lines of, "Oh, you have problems
1: with authority figures." Oh, what does he say? It's great. He's like, ah, you, uh, you, 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 like a nice brash tone with authority figures. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Which uh,
0: immediately puts the viewer in mind of like daddy dom situations.
1: I didn't go there. Uh, I did not go there. I did. That's fine. You get to, um, maybe I just want to be dommed by eyebrows. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Honestly, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I can't remember what he says, but she's, yeah, she's like, you want me to stop dating your, your son? And, uh, what well, he's, he's great. He's like, look, you're a, you're a punk girl with tattoos and you manage a, a bar. Uh, I don't have much hope of winning that fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he's not wrong. There's also an aside where he gets mad that there's no bar nuts.
1: Yes. <laughs> but then this is the part where you were like, what is happening? He's like, all right, what? You're a bartender. Uh, you listen to people's uh, you listen to people's troubles all day. Why don't you listen to mine? Uh, my wife is giving me the cold shoulder because I forgot our fucking thing, and uh, my son is being a putz, and uh, that's putting the kibosh on me to get my dick wet. So, uh, <laughs> what would you do in my position?
0: And it is deeply, deeply unclear where this is going.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what he was hoping to achieve with this little visit. Again,
0: in retrospect, if we were, I don't know. No, no. Never mind. Josh Schwartz, this is bad writing.
1: (laughs) Josh Schwartz, we are
0: not being led to the conclusion uh, other than Sandy thinks that... uh, what's-her-face as a therapist.
1: Like, yeah, uh, uh, it left me with the assumption that Sandy was hoping Alex would talk to Seth and just yeah. be like, hey, we your mom and dad up. just want uh, to... That's, that's not even yeah. what I thought. I just thought he was implying that Alex should talk to Seth and say, hey, your mom and dad just want to have a weekend. Cool it for one guy. Cool it for weekend. one weekend, yeah, yeah. like... Maybe let's just not see each other this weekend so your mom doesn't worry. Something that simple. I didn't think would she you, was going to interpret it as, or that it was intended as, break up with Seth.
0: But it's also, that would be the sane and logical assumption. Cool it for one stupid weekend, you stupid
1: you arm already haver. her Yeah. You stupid arm have her. <laughs> Yes, but the, uh, true to form, that is not this, the the position that this show takes. No. Not the direction this show goes in. No. Because, of course, it's not. No. Is it the next scene that Seth visits, or do we have a scene in between?
0: The scene in between is uh, where Summer decides that she is going to tell Zach that she is ready to bone down in the boneyard yes. town. Yes,
1: yes. She welcomes him with a nice big smooch, uh-huh. and he's like, "Hello, hi, hey, you."
0: And she's like, "What? I don't kiss you like this all of the time. I, I don't get to like smoochy this smooch.
1: Time. I'm a smoocher.
0: Yes, you're dating smooch smooch
1: McGee over here. I smoochy."
0: And it's very. The juxtaposition is very meant to be very jarring because she's basically sprinted out of the last. <laughs> three scenes that she has had with Zach while dry heaving. (laughs) And she informs Zach after some like, I don't know, I fucking over coffee.
1: Yeah. It's a very awkward scene, but it achieves what they're hoping to achieve.
0: She's like, I want to take things to the next level.
1: And he's like, so
0: do I. Oh, this is the part where I paused and screamed at you. Also, because Zach is like, oh, I don't know, I have to pick my sister up from the airport. And Summer's response is, oh, is she disabled? (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, this show. Uh, This show.
0: So Summer thinks she is being very clear about the fact that she wants to fuck. And Zach being uh, the in the body of a full-grown man but also <laughs> apparently a comic nerd to the point where he can pick out a Joss Whedon run in writing of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like, "Oh, you want to meet my folks? Fantastic."
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, he says um I've been thinking the same thing. And yeah. she's like, oh, great. He's like, I'll tell mom and dad. Uh, and she's like, you're really uh, open with your yeah, parents. You're really close with your family, aren't you? Well, I would definitely want to tell them that they're going to meet my girlfriend. Wah, want? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's what I, too, was thinking as she, like, puts the condom back in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> She turns off her vibrating butt plug. (laughs) That's also what I wanted was meeting them. Yes, me too. Yes.
0: Maybe we can... No, I'm making a terrible face and I'm stopping myself there.
1: You can stop yourself anywhere you want. Yep. So is the next scene where Seth is at Alex's apartment? Yes.
0: Is this where that we show the B-roll of him skateboarding to Alex's apartment? Yes. 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 Even though he's like quadruple sextuple grounded. <laughs> grounded,
1: right? He's still just like, do-do-do. He's such a little shit in this episode. Oh my God. For real. Like, I think my villain is Seth. I'm just going to say it now. Like, uh, my, my, my villain is Seth. And I'll tell you why. Who remembers in this episode that it is Kirsten and Sandy's 20th anniversary, Sarah? Seth. Everyone remembers that it is Kirsten and Sandy's. But Seth, definitely. Yep. Because... Sandy tries to catch him out at one point. He's like, do you know what this weekend is? And Seth's like, yeah, it's your 20th anniversary. And Sandy's like, "Uh, uh, yes, of course. Anyway, Seth knows this. Seth continues to be the worst by being the most selfish little fuck that he could possibly be. He can't not act out and not see this girl for an single weekend To give his parents Some fucking peace of mind He can't be a selfless little Little good person For a single fucking weekend No, he's gotta skateboard His little long ass fucking torso And striped arms Down to this fucking place Down to this fucking hellhole where this girl lives
0: I do also want to do A real quick detour And say that Before he was dressed in the stripes that made his arms look like they were four-fifths of his body, Um, he was wearing a color scheme that reminded me of a Star Trek uniform. And that made me sad for Star Trek.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, he would be a red shirt in the original series and he would die.
0: Hmm.
1: He would die a grisly, grisly death in the uh, depths of uh, dark space.
0: If I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. You can have your villain gets to be what,
1: whoever the. We're not on villains yet. We're not on villains yet. But you just made it that we're on. Yeah, no, we're not on villains yet. You can sometimes. You say what you're. You sometimes you say it early. We're not on villains yet. Okay. (laughs) But can I say, real
0: quick, that if we have decided that Seth is a teenager Mm -hmm. in this episode, as opposed to, you know, sometimes they're adults, sometimes they're teens, (laughs) whatever's convenient for the plot. Uh Teenagers are extraordinarily selfish. I know that you, like, sent your parents to, I don't know... The Mondrian <laughs> or whatever for their 50th, 40th. I don't fucking know. How the fuck long have they been married? No. But that doesn't mean that every other teenager on the planet has not been like, but what about me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When faced with a similar set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. He is just being, and I'm not defending him. I'm just saying he's being a shit ass teen.
1: I, he's still my villain. Okay. He's still my villain. All right. Because he's smart enough. And his parents are explicitly telling him, multiple times, please just stay the fuck home so that we can enjoy ourselves, you little shit. But he refuses, categorically. So let's
0: go back to this actual scene. Okay. Uh, Alex is... He... Oh! This is also... He comes in and he is like, hi... I'm here for some tutoring or something really weird and fucking Oh, he gross. says a
1: number of gross, awful things in this fucking scene mm-hmm. that just made us, like, look at each other and just be like, oh, barf. Yeah. Again and again and again.
0: I think the worst thing he said was, it's warming up
1: the oven. Oh, God. Yeah, he said, what if I use my magic hands? To warm up the oven. Oh, God. Things I could go my whole life never thinking of. Yeah. Yep Yeah
0: It's not great
1: Yeah No he comes in full hornball 100% out of the gate mm-hmm. And uh, she shuts him down At every turn And he's like What? You don't want any of this here Kanish kebab anymore And she's like "Your dad." You don't want the me. schmear? <laughs> oh god <laughs> And she's like Your dad visited me And he's like Well that's embarrassing Yeah But this is the really important thing, I think, that uh, stuck out to me in this episode. Uh, I'm glad they're finally broaching the topic. Seth is a a rich, spoiled boy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we understand that. We've seen the dichotomy between where Ryan came from and Seth all throughout season one. So this is well-played territory for us, but it's important to see it from Alex's perspective. What does she say? She's like, your dad actually cares about you.
0: She doesn't say this until later, but yeah. Yeah. Um, You would think that after everything they went through with Ryan in the first season, perhaps Seth would have internalized some of these lessons.
1: He can't because he's a villain. (laughs) A villain of this episode, you could say. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and we'll never know if he's an actual villain because iPhones
1: didn't exist. Yep, correct. So we, yeah, we can't know if yeah, canonically he is indeed a phone villain or not. Yes. But she does say something she does say something about how like, you know, it shows that your dad is actually concerned about you. Yeah. And maybe we need to have some space. We need to yeah. Yeah. Uh, that 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 term gets thrown around a lot in this episode too. They do the thing that they love to do where multiple conversations mirror one another. They love it so much. That's one of their favorite things to do. Like I said, they love writing They love writing a scene once and then using it, <laughs> using the writing of that scene in as many scenes as they possibly can.
0: Okay, so we're back at the house. Yep. And the good news is. That Kirsten has decided that the boys are not going to stay with Julie Cooper. Yep. But the bad news is they canceled their reservation.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, uh, they when they fight, they really fight.
0: Yeah.
1: They being Sandy and Kirsten.
0: Yeah. Kirsten brings this is where Kirsten brings up
1: Portland again. Portland. Yep. And oh, we're gonna we're gonna bring that up again. Yeah, he says.
0: She expresses that she feels like she's always the bad guy Mm -hmm. and he's the
1: he gets to be the good guy
0: which i feel like that's a pretty common dynamic in a lot of Mm -hmm. marriages and parenting scenarios yeah do you feel like you had a bad guy and a good guy
1: oh gosh that's a good question
0: My mom was absolutely always the bad guy. Yeah. Until my dad was the bad guy, which was worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. No, I mean, I'd be curious to know what my sisters say, but I was always such, like, it, all all it took was just sending me to my room Uh And then even after after that, like all it took was just my dad furrowing his brow. I think my sisters have told you that the brow furrow. Yeah, that was the worst thing. Like just knowing that you had disappointed him. Yeah, that was like, well, I done fucked up. I'm going to let my own personal guilt be the thing that punishes me because <laughs> my parents won't even have to.
0: So the real villain of this episode is Catholicism.
1: Yes, there you go. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a dynamic that shows up pretty pretty regularly. I mean, I would argue if I were in the room, I'd be like... um. Actually, Kirsten Sandy is the authoritarian on more than one occasion uh, throughout this uh, throughout this season, uh-huh. and especially in season one, he is he definitely puts his foot down pretty regularly.
0: He puts his eyebrow down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that eyebrow comes slamming down. The eyebrow of justice. Kachunk says the eyebrow. <laughs> but because it's convenient for this fight. She says that he's the good guy, and she has always uh, always has to be the bad guy. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Whatever. Um, hold on.
1: I don't remember how this resolves.
0: I don't think it really resolves. I think they're just like going to the next scene, like they're in a fight. Yeah. Um. So now it's the next morning. And it is too late for apologies now that the anniversary weekend has been canceled completely. Mm -hmm. And they're very contrite and very... Because they're ultimately, like, deferential, like...
1: Oh, we're talking about the boys. Yeah. Yes.
0: Rule following whatever, except Mm -hmm. for the times when Brian punches everybody and Seth climbs out windows. Yep. Um... (laughs) ryan asks how they can help and we cut out of that scene after that question
1: has have the police showed up yet no no okay
0: now it is time for lunch with zach's family and i a couple things are going on in this scene
1: This is Summer. Is he being introduced?
0: Summer's being introduced and Summer is walking in to the restaurant and she's like, I'm great with dads. Mm -hmm. And Zach is like, oh, my dad couldn't make it, blah, blah, last minute legislation, something. Here's my mom and my sister. Yep. So I don't know if we're intended to think that Summer and Seth are the same person. Or their experiences are so parallel that they're meant to be together. But do you n- remember Seth was like, I'm great with dads.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah he was like, dads love me. Yeah. And but also I don't, agree. I don't him. believe that for a second. Cause he performed so poorly. <laughs>
0: and she performed extremely poorly.
1: Here's a question for you. What's up? Do we feel this is another example of...
0: Lazy writing? Absolutely.
1: Conveniently dumb Summer. Because we've remarked on multiple occasions now how the show does this thing where it makes you underestimate Summer, and then there's plenty of examples of her actually being smart.
0: I don't think it's out of character for her because, like... She has the capacity to read and learn things and be really smart about things. Mm-hmm. But... It's only when it serves her. Sure. She reads Forbes or whatever in the first season mm-hmm. to find out who the eligible, the eligible, eligible bachelors, bachelors are. are.
1: <laughs> That's right. That was one of the things I was referencing, so good catch.
0: Yeah. Um, she's just extremely self-centered. Like, mm-hmm. and that's not, that's not a bad, necessarily a judgment. Yeah, yeah. Every teenager in the whole wide world is self-centered.
1: Yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. So it, you don't feel this is just a convenient plot contrivance of no. For this scene, she's a dummy. No. Also, can I just say it's a kind of cunty move for the big sister to be like, "What do you think about these very specific political implications of fucking Kashmir? Uh, the uh, being a, a, a what do they what do they say? Um, Speed of territory between India and Pallor? Pakistan. Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> like that's a shit thing to ask a fucking high schooler whose parents are not actually fucking politicians on the world stage. Uh-huh. That's a cunty move. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah. So she's sort of thrown into the deep end. Yeah. And her response to what do you think about Kashmir? She's like, oh, my God, I love Kashmir. This season's Kashmir is incredible. I have a Kashmir purse. And the sister is like, <laughs> <laughs> I meant the disputed territory between India and Pakistan.
1: You dumb bitch. (laughs) You stupid hoe. I love that they keep jumping back to the mom's like shocked face. Yeah. But it's like, you didn't know that? Like, that's what the shocked face is saying? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck all of you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You invited this girl to a lunch What, to embarrass her? Like, what's your fucking goal here? Yeah. Zach's like, maybe we should order.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Summer tries to course correct and be like, you have a really good tan. I heard you were studying abroad. We had the Four Seasons in St. Barts. (laughs) And again, the sister is like, um... I was helping build an irrigation system in India. Thank you. What did much. I say?
1: I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> They're laying it on fucking thick. Yeah.
0: And she's just sort of like, oh. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah. And poor summer, man.
1: Yeah. Justice for summer.
0: Let summer be summer.
1: Yeah. Come on.
0: Okay. Now Seth is at the bait shop. Begging for his job back
1: Yeah, I wanted to fucking punch him in the dickhead Yeah Like, fuck you You fucking child
0: Yeah I have to say I really enjoy what Alex is wearing in this scene I don't remember It's like a
1: Wait, I do remember Is it the green Like
0: a postal worker's uniform But like with kind of cool dragon embroidery on the shoulder Yeah Yes
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay No, I also liked it.
0: It was good. Um,
1: It pissed me off that she hired him back. Yes. I do like that it's still minimum wage, but it pissed me off. Yes. I do like that she was like, you know where the bathrooms are. Yes. I do like that immediately she was like, mop up feces, you shit.
0: But this is where she literally says, you have a dad who is concerned about you and who cares about you. Yeah. Not everybody gets that, you dipshit.
1: Yeah. What does she say? She's like... When things don't go perfectly, your dad's first response isn't to kick you out of the house, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And she's right. Seth has the best dad ever. Seth is super blessed, and he is incapable of seeing the blessings that he has.
0: Which, again, every other teenager in the whole wide world.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Whole wide world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're Malalia. Malala, Malalia's Malala, Malala, Malala.
1: Yeah. Yes. I I have a distinct memory. So I was in the musicals, right? Uh, and there was a cast party at Anything Goes Somebody's House. I wish we would have done Anything Goes. I
0: don't actually know how any of the music from that music That's
1: was. fine. It's a fun one. No, we had to do fucking God Bless You Mr. Rosewater. One of the most fucking esoteric based on a fucking um who who did the Slaughterhouse 5? Vonnegut? Yeah, based on a fucking Vonnegut short story. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, I would have killed for anything goes. That's actually like fun. Um, I remember going to a cast party. Um, this kid's house was obscene uh, and it somehow didn't it, it just. I was so oblivious. I was like oh yeah, he's got a stone in-ground pool in his house like just in one of the rooms of his house, like I don't know how it didn't dawn on me. There's like, oh, this person is like the uber wealthy. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, la la la, la la la. There's a pool, la la la. Anyway, yeah, probably hoping to get kissed, and that was never going to happen.
0: Probably, I'll kiss you.
1: I know you will. <gasps> Thanks i'm excited about the prospects of future kissings so anyway um he pokes her in the dimple and he's like smile what is it how does he because she's asking for space oh when he walks in she's like this is not exactly what i would call space he's like give me a job And she's like, okay. I'm like, Alex, have some self respect. Jesus. I mean, the Cohen dick cannot be that good.
0: The show clearly wants, the writers clearly want to keep her on the show. Yeah. By whatever means they can scramble to. Hook or by
1: crook, I'm pretty sure. Fucking
0: Katamari dancey, fucking. (laughs) Roll a bunch of garbage on her. (laughs) So this is why he gets the job again.
1: She's cute as a bug deer, obviously.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, We have glossed over. We need to take a second to try and describe this Grace Kelly ass via Forever 21 Mm -hmm. fucking brooch.
1: The Marissa of it all? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Several scenes back, I mm-hmm. don't know where, Marissa and... It was
1: when she was being picked up for school by uh DJ. Yes. In his uh, landscaping truck. In his
0: landscaping truck. In his landscaping truck.
1: Okay. So, it's layers. Because there is a There's dress a t- underneath.
0: And a is tank.
1: A- yeah. Okay, it is a tank. It's a skirt yep. and a tank. Yep. But then the thing that we're talking about is this. Would you call it's it a tool wrap? Yeah, I think it's stretchy. I don't think it's tool. I think it's, I think it's, it's sheer. Tool. I think it's a sheer. It's hard to describe.
0: It's for
1: it might be cashmere. It might just be very thin cashmere. I don't know. Um, How would you. It has a brooch aspect to it. The
0: movement of it during the scene made me think it was tool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It has a brooch. It's very gray
0: gardens.
1: Yeah, because it's sheer. It covers up her top. But you can see it's got like like a cowl neck. Uh huh. It's got like a big flowy aspect, sort of like a cape slash train.
0: More like a scarf. Yeah? Yeah. We hate it. We hate it and we're mystified. Just by confusing. It and we don't know who put her in it, but <laughs> the costumers are in the running for my top three villains at this
1: point of this episode. It's like lavender? It's pink.
0: Pink. I okay. think it's I think
1: it's a very pale pink. Okay. Because it goes with the pink tank that she's wearing under it.
0: So they were they were I don't know the, talking about something. And now we're in the scene of the photo shoot. Yes. And everybody is kind of squinting into the light, which is hilarious. Yep. Because the photographer any photographer worth their salt. No. 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 Because when they were first discussing the logistics of where to shoot for this uh, photo shoot, Caleb and Julie were talking about it, and Caleb's like, "I don't fucking care," yeah. And Julie is like, "But everybody should be able to see the pool and the house." Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. that's why
0: they're all squinting.
1: Yep, into the sun. Yes, <laughs> because Julie
0: has engineered it so.
1: Uh, Marissa looks livid, uh-huh. uh huh, slash, but disinterested. Slash. Her, like arms are crossed.
0: She just wants a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's all she wants.
1: Yeah, Caleb. I love, I love Caleb because he's full grimacing. Uh huh. He's so angry. Yeah. He's like, push the button. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you take a photograph.
0: <laughs> and then we see in the background DJ descending the stairs. Yeah. In the house, which makes no sense other than the dramatic narrative.
1: No, I mean, he parked out front and he came... Through the house? Yeah. Because it's the back of the house, isn't it? Do they let him in the house? You think they lock their doors? I do. I don't know. Maybe he has a key? Maybe. I don't fucking know. The help let him in. Yes. Because he speaks Spanish. Rosa. (laughs) What, they inherited Rosa?
0: (laughs) She's been off screen this whole time.
1: So he comes down and Julie's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, Marissa, you told me she was cool with it. Julie's like, the fuck, I'm not cool with it. He's like, I'm out of here. Marissa's like, DJ, no, no, DJ, no, I'm going to talk to you. And then Julie's like, uh, since you're the one that lied to him, uh, I'll try and get him back. Uh, because if that means you'll be in the photo, then that's worth it. But what does she do, Sarah? She doesn't try to get him to come back at all. No,
0: she does not. In fact, she offers him $5,000 to never see Marissa again.
1: Cuts him a check. Cuts
0: cuts him a check.
1: She's like, I don't know how to spell your name, so write it in yourself. And just drops it in the car and leaves. Uh (laughs) What do you think of this? What do you think of this play on the part of one Julie Cooper? Somebody who we normally very vocally stan.
0: I think that Julie Cooper is correct in all things Mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. And she has no reason to believe that this guy is in it with Marissa uh, for any reason other than just to like kill time.
1: So I think the way she phrased it was perfect. She said, you and I both know Marissa wouldn't be with you if, if it- she didn't know that I hated it or something like yep. that. I can't. They, she phrased it really well. Yep. Um, so it's a magnanimous
0: gesture. she is giving to the less fortunate.
1: She says, you may as well get something out of the deal. Yeah. 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 Um, boy. I'm of two minds about this. Normally I am a massive Julie Cooper stand. I think that she knows her daughter very well. Uh-huh. I think that she's not a hundred percent wrong yeah. that the reason Marissa, uh, uh I was going to call her Melissa, uh, pursued this relationship was just to make her angry.
0: Oh no, she is 500% correct about that.
1: Um, I don't know. I think. Uh, I think Marissa's sort of like her, 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 her tearful goodbye with, I think she did love him. I think she liked him a lot. Uh, I think she was super into him. Uh, and I do. I'm not saying that a big part of it wasn't the fact that it pissed off her mom. I'm not saying that.
0: Here's the thing. I would I'm not be, saying a
1: hundred percent of it was though.
0: I would be more inclined to agree with you. If we had given DJ any scenes with Marissa, that gave us a sense that he had interiority mm-hmm. and was sure. not there just as an accessory to like make sure she's not killing herself on the pier. Sure. In the last episode, mm-hmm. he's a magical boyfriend.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, they've <laughs> they've given other characters even less than that, so.
0: And I didn't, you know, think about them very much at all.
1: Yeah. Hello, and welcome back to Orange You Glad We Watched the OC.
0: Reader, what had
1: happened was, we were
0: recording one month ago on a Friday night, and Evan got really, really tired. (laughs)
1: It wasn't a month ago. It was like two weeks ago. It was a month ago. Oh, for Christ's sake. It was two weeks ago. It
0: was six months ago. I haven't seen you since November. Oh, my God. Um,
1: I'm going to look back at this audio file <laughs> and see when it was authored. And then I'll be, I'll fuck. I'll open up my goddamn thing right now. Keep talking.
0: So it is. I'm looking ugh, for the receipts. It is seven weeks later. <laughs> and we have reconvened. Oh To finish this episode. Well, you're
1: lucky because I don't know where these files get saved in my hard drive. So (laughs) I cannot verify. So we're going to say I'm correct. Fine, fine. One month ago. Three months ago.
0: One spring break ago.
1: Anyway, so this conversation will continue. The episode is not as fresh on our minds as it could be, but we still have our guide to work on. And I'm sure once it jogs my memory, we'll be totally fine. I feel great, Sarah. How do you feel?
0: I feel less confident than you because I have the memory of a depressed goldfish.
1: But. What's the website that we typically use that helps us?
0: Anonymous Eagle.
1: Yeah. Thanks to Anonymous Eagle for helping us make this podcast. Yes. We should send you. A cookie. A cookie. A single stale cookie. (laughs)
0: I think the person who wrote the recaps for that website is somewhere in Wisconsin, if not Milwaukee, because the framing device for their recaps was at one point a Marquette basketball player was named Sandy Cohen. Oh, shit. Yes.
1: There, there might just be a basketball fan. That's also a possibility. No. You're right. Yep.
0: <laughs> Impossible. Yes,
1: correct. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, uh just from context of what we were speaking about last, uh Marissa has had a tearful goodbye with DJ who's like, Hey, we had a good run. Obviously, you know I I tore up the check that your mom No, that's right. He gives it back to Marissa and says
0: Why don't you go to the mall?
1: Yeah, go to the mall on your mom. Yeah. Cause fuck that bitch. <laughs> Which is a very sweet gesture.
0: It's a gesture
1: justice for dj justice. um he's i'm whenever a character that we sort of like leaves we uh, we've been kind of building this um spin-off show where they all just go to seattle or portland portland, portland. yeah and they hang out with luke <laughs> and then there's a secondary series called the, the po or something like that <laughs> where they go to portland so in my mind uh dj has gone to the farm as it were and is hanging out with luke and all the other characters we have dismissed from this show.
0: Again, there could have been a version of the show that existed where Slater Kinney was the band that played at the Portland Bait Shop instead of Death Cab playing the OC Bait Shop.
1: Yes. Your levels are very low.
0: It's because I'm sultry. See, this is rough, man, because I'm looking at the outline of what happened, but I don't remember any of the nuance of anything, so.
1: Well, here, I, I think I'll be able to help you fill in the gaps should if you we, give me the outline. Should we
0: write our imaginary OC episode? Should this be our foray into AO3? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: pick? absolutely, yeah. Yes. It takes place in Portland uh-huh. with none of the characters that are in the OC.
0: They all have fairy wings. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm just thinking of a Midsummer Night's Dream.
1: Luke is a huge advocate of his gay dad. Gay dad. Um, so what what happens next in the <laughs> show, honey? The show that we're talking about.
0: Uh, next, Ryan meets Lindsay on the pier to break up with her. Softly.
1: Yes. Exactly not
0: in the Jack Black band way. Yes, no. What is that band? Fuck her gently. What's the, what's the
1: <laughs> tenacious D the... yes.
0: Tenacious D he's not breaking up with her in the tenacious D way. That would have landed if I could have actually remembered the name of the band. Now it's just a mess.
1: It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Um, his motivation for breaking up with her is everyone is trying to make it easier on Kirsten, right? Yeah. Everyone's sort of like, cause Kirsten's having a tough time with everything. And everyone just wants to protect her dainty little emotions. And, you know, Ryan's like, hey, this is my family. I remember, doesn't uh, Lindsay come up and she's all like smoochy, smoochy at first? Yeah. And he's like, uh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just, I think, kind of too generally messy for Ryan's little brain to be able to process. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It all feels like such a conceit still, but that's what this show deals in entirely.
0: And also, it kind of sucks for Lindsay because in the past two hours, she had... A sister and a boyfriend. And
1: she mentions this, and then she says, and now I have neither. Neither. Yeah, that's right, because she had her meeting with Kirsten, and Kirsten was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Honey, it's just all too happening too fast, and I just think we should be friends. And and I think when we talked about that scene, I was like, yeah, because that's exactly what a high school girl wants from a fucking grown-ass woman, her to be your friend? Yeah. Bitch, get out of here. No. So uh Lindsay leaves tearfully. I had a boyfriend and a sister, and I got none. I'm leaving. Ryan's like, duh. And he
0: probably stares out at the water or something.
1: He's like, duh, I fucked up Or
0: there's like a shot oh, of the water and
1: it's all moody. Man. That, what, yep. that, that sucks, man. That's a really good Ryan. I'm Ryan. <laughs>
0: Not as successful as your Sandy. <laughs>
1: I'm Ryan.
0: <laughs> okay, so now we, we transition seamlessly into the A cab portion of the show because this is where Sandy, um, the whole thing. We maybe should have gone back and watched the second half because the whole thing was a setup. He gets the cops to watch, to babysit Mm. Ryan and Seth. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to take you to. Now we can go fuck.
1: Now we can go. Now our stupid boys aren't going to sneak the fuck out because I got (laughs) the cops. Yes, yeah, so you and I—it's—it's it's, it's sort of hilarious because Kirsten spends the entire episode being like, "We can't leave the boys alone. Obviously, they're going to sneak out to get their dicks wet. One of them is trying to fuck my sister. The other one is fucking this troubled teen that owns a bar for some reason and
0: has a migrating butterfly tattoo
1: that just loves to go all over the. Who knows where the fuck that thing is gonna? It's gonna be on her left eye next. <laughs> so yeah, Kirsten doesn't trust the boys at all. Like they're Completely impossible of controlling themselves. So Sandy's solution is to essentially lock them up in in house arrest. Yes.
0: Which is we're we were firmly at the time in this time frame where white people were still like hey cops have never done anything wrong and or
1: great yeah and you know sandy obviously has his connections Mm -hmm. so he'd be like this is officer blah and officer blah they're gonna tie the boys up to a fucking radiator a la black snake moan and you and i can go have a very nice pleasant evening (laughs) boys take uh take off your pants and put on these white tank tops i
0: think this is the second time in two episodes that you have referenced black snake
1: moon i've never even seen that movie
0: it's bad yeah it's not good who's in that again justin timberlake christina ricci and samuel l jackson hmm yeah hmm yep
1: all right why did you see it
0: because i was edgy yeah yep
1: yep So, uh, he's like, thanks offices, but you're right. Yes. It turns out spoiler alert to have all been a big setup Mm -hmm. because we are celebrating Kirsten's
0: their 20th wedding anniversary.
1: Yes. Oh, that's right. And there's the whole joke where she's like, it's not actually funny or charming that you forgot our fucking 20th anniversary, Sandy. I remember that now. Yes. So they go to their, I do
0: appreciate that you made her sound like Miss Piggy there. (laughs) (laughs) Sandy, <laughs> <Hi-ya>! <laughs>
1: I drew a pretty damn good Miss Piggy.
0: That would have been a really good crossover
1: Yes oh my fucking god it would have been great Okay really quick let's cast the Muppet OC
0: Animal is obviously Ryan
1: You think animal is Ryan
0: Yes because of the punching First season Ryan is animal.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean if we've do if we're doing Miss P- Miss Piggy Kirsten then obviously Okay, but that means That Kermit has to be Sandy Which I'm fine with I think Kermit would be a good Sandy He's a good dad No, no,
0: no, 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 no Because the dynamic between Miss Piggy and Kermit Is that Piggy is constantly running after Kermit And Kermit kind of generally doesn't want anything to do with her What the fuck
1: do you mean? They're married What are you fucking talking about? They have children Where are the children? Um, hello Muppet Christmas Carol All right
0: We'll watch him up at Christmas Carol for a Patreon episode. There you go. But so in that, I'm, I'm just going to plow ahead with my theory. Seth is Miss Piggy, and Summer is Kermit.
1: Wait, wait Seth, hang on. Miss Piggy is Seth. Yeah. Miss Piggy is Seth.
0: Just because he's running after Summer plays
1: Seth Cohen. Correct. And Summer is yep. Kermit. Yep. This is awful casting. You're I'm not, not a, a casting good casting director. You're not a good casting director.
0: No. Side note, a lot of culture has happened in the past month since we recorded this. Oh, my God. They just introduced a new category for a casting director at the Oscars. You're welcome.
1: They also introduced a new category for Hurricanes. <laughs> you're also welcome. What? They made a category 6. Category 5 used to be the highest, but now since climate change is fucking shit up real good, they had to upgrade to now there's a category 6.
0: Okay, so Marissa is hurricane <laughs> in the amphitheater. <Muppet>
1: <laughs> Special guest star the tornado that we that we love to talk about. The tornado is for us. Okay.
0: We are not discussing tornado on the podcast. Okay, sorry. In fact, go back. I'm not editing this out. out.
1: No, I want people to know that there's a living tornado that hangs out with us. Oh my God. There's no editing on this show. (laughs) This is a show with no editing. Okay, what's the next scene, Sarah? Clearly.
0: um, The... Sandy gets a call at the restaurant while they're at dinner and it's from one of the cops. And they're like, we don't know how it happened, but
1: one of the boys is Are they they having a good meal? I can't remember. Is Kirsten all like, I don't know. The boys might, something might happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's eating salmon, which is a very, again, uh, dietary restrictions, eating disorder coded thing.
1: Really? Yeah. But salmon is so delicious. There's so much you can do with it.
0: But in the early 2000s, it was basically a diet food.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck hasn't diet culture completely ruined? Answer everything. Our ruined love. Everything. That's, ah, yes. Our love is pure. It's true. Our love is pure and ever everlasting, and it, it sustains me.
0: And sometimes in our love, we have a donut, and it's generally fine.
1: The other day, outside of work, yesterday there was an extremely powerful smell of cinnamon buns. It was literally making me salivate. And I'm like, okay, there's only one place this powerful smell of cinnamon buns can be coming from this coffee shop next door. So I walk into the coffee shop. Uh, did
0: you like float like a cartoon character?
1: Yes. Where the wafting smells yeah. were like going into my nostrils, like, and they became like, like beckoning hands. <laughs> right. Yes. I, I floated in and I landed and I was like, give me one of these cinnamon buns right now. And, uh, Dan of the coffee shop was like, oh, sorry, uh, I'm actually I'm making a streusel uh, for tomorrow. It won't be ready uh, today. And I'm like, God damn you. Tomorrow is Saturday and my ass is not going into work tomorrow because <laughs> my ass went into work all weekend last weekend. So no cinnamon buns for me, <laughs> which means no cinnamon buns for Sarah. the ah.
0: Cinnamon buns and especially streusel are not generally my thing, so it's okay.
1: That's fair. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So they have to, they get They get whisked off to, uh, and um, it's great, because Sandy's like, I know exactly where these little fucks went. We're going to go get Seth first, and I know exactly where that little piece of shit went. Right? Because they're thinking he's going to go to the bait shop, right? Because he's going to go hang out with his illegal girlfriend, Right?
0: Yes, but it doesn't make any sense that both of them would.
1: No, I remember they said, we'll go get Seth first. Uh, Okay.
0: But there was also... No, you're right. You're right. Never mind. I'm working through this in real time. And since there is no editing in this podcast, I'm just going to sound
1: like an idiot. No, uh, we haven't seen this in three months. We haven't seen... We're piecing it together like Columbo. <laughs> we
0: haven't seen this since the beginning of lockdown.
1: This is a real glass onion for you and me, you know? We're putting the pieces together. Uh, Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues.
0: Why does not make sense for...
1: <laughs> why would they go- Why would they go, uh... To- why-, why would they go and get Seth first... When they know damn well, the very the, the easier of the two boys to wrangle will be one Ryan uh, Atwood. You're telling
0: me a shrimp fried this rice?
1: <laughs> Sarah, I'm 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 loath to say it, but neither of us do a very good Southern accent.
0: <laughs> But we're specifically doing, what's his name? Daniel accent? Craig's
1: bad southern accent.
0: See, we do an excellent Daniel Craig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just me trying to do a foghorn leghorn. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will I I say.
0: Um, before they go to the bait shop to retrieve <laughs> Seth or locate Seth or whatever, there is a brief scene where... Marissa shows up to pick up Summer, who is studying. Do you remember anything about this? I don't. Okay. I don't either. But apparently, Ooh. in that scene, she thinks that Kofi Anon works for United Airlines.
1: Is she doing a bunch of research? Yes, because this was the one yes. where she had... So Summer is throwing herself deep into a geopolitical drama yes. because she wants to show that she is smart enough to be accepted by um, Zach's family.
0: And she was just like, how does anyone keep up? There is news happening all of the time, which is kind of, if someone had put Summer in charge of the world, maybe Twitter wouldn't have happened.
1: Oh God. What does that world look like?
0: We're not doing this podcast.
1: If Summer was in charge of the world. Yeah. I suppose. Well, no, I mean, I guess that would just mean that the show that we were watching would be different. Yeah. Because we don't actually live in the world of the OC. No. I'm really glad that we don't, too, because you and I would have terrible communication skills, um, and there would be a bunch of pointless misunderstandings between us born strictly of uh, those poor communication skills.
0: And poor writing.
1: Well the fact of the matter is our communication skills are top-notch A plus.
0: They're pretty good.
1: So she go Marissa goes to Snag Summer. I don't remember what her excuse is. Does she say we're going to the bait shop? I can't remember. Yeah.
0: Whatever the excuse to get her to the bait shop is, is just tangential because all the rest of the excuses people have are really contrived. So, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And now everyone's at the bait shop for a surprise anniversary party for Kirsten and Sandy, which is what they were orchestrating this whole time. It's a callback to when they were being read the riot act by Sandy. Uh, ryan and seth were and ryan said how can we help
1: you yes so
0: that's when they hatched hatched. we both said hatched this whole idea
1: that's when they hatched this little dinosaur this
0: little dinosaur it would also have been a better show if they had a little dinosaur that they were taking (laughs) (laughs) if
1: this took place in the world of jurassic (laughs) jurassic world where there's just dinosaurs wandering around yes Oh, dear. It's really a shame that those movies are just such shit. Yeah. Because I still remember liking the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. So they go in there, and Sandy and Kirsten's like...
0: There's mysteriously a full band set up on the bait shop stage, and what ho, there is no band playing, but Sandra Anthony Cohen has decided to sing to his
1: wife she comes in and she's like what's going on and he's like hey baby happy 20th anniversary i know there's one thing that you love and it's when i get up and sing i definitely gonna be able to stop me from singing
0: i definitely did not slap this together at the literal last second
1: (laughs) what are you talking about i remember somebody thanks fuck what is seth's crush What's the fuck with with butterfly what's her fucking name? Alex? Yes. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Somebody thanks Alex for Sandy thanks Alex. Yeah. He jumps on stage and if uh, if you recall in the previous Leon and we mentioned this already but he was like I used to sing in Greece or whatever the fuck that was. Uh-huh. Um so He gets up. What's the first song he sings?
0: Don't Give Up On Me by Solomon Burke. I believe this is a call back to a song that they danced to by the pool together in the first season. Holy shit.
1: Good job. Good memory. See, you've got a fantastic memory.
0: I really don't, but thanks. Um, They also tie up some loose ends while he is singing. Would we describe it as sangin' or singing? (laughs)
1: Well, okay. When he first started, I was like, that is not his voice. And you were like, yeah, it is. He was like a Broadway singer.
0: I fully put a video on our Tumblr. (laughs) OYG. Jesus Christ. WWTOC. Oh my God. Tumblr.com of him doing like, I don't know, the music man or something.
1: Yeah. It's just funny. He's one of those people whose singing voice. Sounds so dramatically different from his speaking voice, or at least the speaking voice that he uses for this show. Yeah. You know, sort of his Sandy Cohen voice. Yeah. Um, It's very charming. He gets up there. Kirsten is all smiles. She's beaming.
0: I would say that we should watch the... uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Soundtracker... Playlist? Playlist, yes. But... That Fully Made Me Weep.
1: The the soundtrack?
0: The, no, the uh, television show. Oh, okay. Because in the first season, Sandra Anthony Cohen is in it, and he sings a lot
1: ah. in that show,
0: but he has Alzheimer's and is dying. So that's
1: it. That's a non-starter. That's sort me. of a bummer. Yep. Not going to watch that one. Nope. Um, so some of the uh, loose ends that we tie up, Lindsay comes in. Um, did Sandy invite Lindsay somebody invited Lindsay
0: I think Seth invited Lindsay either Seth or Ryan okay yeah
1: she comes in and Ryan's like I'm really sorry that was some bullshit um, can we still kissy smooch girl boy <laughs> and she's like yeah dummy we can has kissy smooch <laughs> I recall at one point Kirsten has they're doing like a like a kick line. Not like, but you know, like everyone is like arm in arm. Yeah. Um,
0: That's at the very end.
1: Because like Zach shows up. Yeah. And is like.
0: Zach tells Summer that he likes her because she is different from his family.
1: I like that you're stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't be dating you if you were smart. <laughs> I like that you're vapid and empty.
0: But she is not. She's
1: not. She contains multitudes. She
0: contains multitudes. And the show will not let us really luxuriate in those multitudes. Because they keep coming back to, (laughs) she doesn't know who Kofi Annan is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Summer is so stupid. (laughs) But you're right. Like, there have been multiple instances where this show has incorporated elements into Summer's character that feel on the outset very out of left field. I will reference candy striping at the fucking old folks home or the hospital.
0: Yeah. If we're going to be really generous with what they're doing with Summer's character, they're maybe trying to convey that she is also fun Mm -hmm. in addition to being stealth smart. But I don't think that's their intention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's cute. We get reconciliations uh, for all of the pairs, except obviously Marissa and DJ.
0: No, because... While all this is going on, this is when Julie says to Marissa, you would have been better off without DJ anyway. This is when that whole thing takes place, because I gave him $5,000.
1: Explain that one to me.
0: Uh, um, it's while Sandy is singing. Uh, he, she's like, he took the money and marissa obviously because she loves to storm out of a scene <laughs> after that information is given to her she storms out and is like you know emoing on the pier or whatever is that when dj comes that's upon? when dj comes that is yes. when
1: dj comes upon yes. and is like here's the money buy yourself something pretty yes. yes okay very good
0: he says he's not he's breaking up with her um not because he's taking the money but he thinks that his mom is uh julie's mom is Julie's mom, Marissa is mom. Back up. Julie. Marissa's mother, Julie, is correct in that she thinks that Marissa is using DJ. Oh, we got there.
1: You did it, everybody. Everybody. Good job. Good job, hamstray.
0: Um. What else? Oh. Seth introduces Alex to Kirsten.
1: Yeah! Because so far the only other person that's met Alex is Sandy. Yep. And under tense circumstances where he's yes. like, you should stop bullying my son. He's short of a schmuck. Yes. <laughs> and uh, maybe you should uh, consider uh, getting your life in degree because you're a 17-year-old girl that manages a bar and you're not going to school and it seems a little fucked.
0: So it's heavily implied that that uh, in addition to taking Lindsay under their wing, they're going to take Alex under their wing and, like, I don't know, make her take the GEDs or go back (laughs) to school or fucking something.
1: Right, yes, because Alex, uh, we know from context, um, she initially was like, Seth, we should stop seeing each other, primarily because, like, your family likes you, and you're totally looking that gift horse in the mouth. Like, you are taking them completely for granted and your dad fucking came to this bar very awkwardly to speak on your behalf and defense uh because he loves you and my parents don't give a single fucking shit about me so yep maybe stop being such a fucking yutz
0: is this possible
1: we still have four seasons to find out <laughs> no i don't think it is possible i think <laughs> Seth is always going to be a yuts uh but we'll see.
0: Is a yutz yes like a yurt?
1: <laughs> a yuts is a putz. <laughs> okay.
0: So this is when we fade out on the characters
1: uh sort of like swaying arm yeah, in arm. Sandy
0: is now singing a song by Lyle Lovett called She's No Lady and the Uh, Conclusion to that phrase Is she's no lady She's my wife And they're all swaying And it's a moment And blah 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 And that's the end of the episode And we got there six months later Yay
1: Yay. Sorry I was getting so tired before
0: It's not you Don't be apologetic
1: I'm just very old
0: It's also the crush of capitalism
1: Oh, that's very true. Yeah. That is very true. Okay, so we need to figure out heroes and villains. I'm having a hard time. Did I mention somebody at the beginning of the episode that was going to be my hero and or villain? I'm, I think Seth is probably my villain. <laughs> he keeps fucking sneaking out and it's like, my dude, fucking stop it.
0: <laughs> I see that. But I don't agree with it. I think I'm. I'm trying to put myself in the mentality of what the writers want us to see about Seth. The the writers are just like he's a goofy guy, okay? He's goofy and he's the comic relief and he's that you secretly want to bone him. I don't want to bone him.
1: No, I certainly don't.
0: No, I mean grown up, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. I mean, like the actor Adam Brody. Yeah, hot as fuck. Very fuckable. Yes. The character Seth Cohen. Yeah. Very punchable.
0: Yes. But this is where the writers want us to go with him. So I'm just gonna go with it until he does something so egregious that this is just horny teenage boy. It's not really hurting anyone. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, okay, I would be able to agree with that if it had not been plainly and clearly explained to him that Kirsten is having a rough time. This is their 20th fucking anniversary. It is a big deal to her that she and her husband be able to celebrate it together. And the only thing getting in the way of that, despite uh, the other than Sandy's forgetting that it was the day, the only thing getting in the way of that is the boys and their actions. So their actions are the thing that those boys have control over to change to do this nice thing for their parents.
0: Tell me that you have never done anything stupid in the name of being horny.
1: No, I obviously have. Yes. I mean, yes. Totally. Yes. I've done stupid things. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, this is a cast the first stone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Seth is my villain. Okay. No. No. Julie is my villain. Because that's a shitty fucking thing to do, Julie. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Julie. Also. I don't know if this is text or subtext. It's a larger conversation to have. You might be able to see where I'm going with this. Julie.
0: Racist. It's par for the course for this character. But yes.
1: Par for the golf course. Par for the g- for the the... The the golf club the the
0: par for the yoga lotties session,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, they obviously very they leaned into the fact that not only is DJ you know quote unquote the help you know he's the pool boy, but he's also
0: the Mexican. Help. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Yep. So,
0: I'm gonna say for villain. I think you're right. I'm gonna agree with Julie. We can disagree with someone's actions and still overall stand their existence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a shitty thing that she did.
0: And I'm gonna, for hero, I'm gonna throw DJ a bone and say that DJ is the hero.
1: Oh, I was gonna be really predictable and say Sandy. Because I say Sandy a lot.
0: I don't. I'm, they make him a
1: very heroic character almost all the time.
0: But also like. You don't have to do all this for the anniversary, my guy. This is less about what you're. I, I, I think I'm reading a little bit of my own personality into the whole situation with the anniversary dinner, because I don't like surprises where they involve a crowd of people,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like she seemed like what she really wanted to do was have a quiet weekend at the fucking hotel. Mm -hmm. And also who her children, who her child and adopted child are sleeping with (laughs) We're going to assume that they gave them the talk about how to put the condom on the banana or whatever.
1: Right, or, you know, whatever it may be.
0: Or slap them in front of a... a this is how your dick works.
1: I don't know why, but, like, I'm really hoping that Sandy did it with, like, a pickle just because it's super <laughs> Jewish, you know? Uh, Seth, look, come here. Uh, you and I need to have a little conversation here. All right, so, uh, you, you know, we're men. We're hung like bulls, so... I've seen it, I know, you know, I've seen it, he bathed you as a baby, you know, you got a little python down there, I know how it is, you know, I myself slang and eat. slang and eat uh, you be know. Be
0: careful about talking about babies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. I'm not sexualizing the baby. Some babies can have huge hogs, is all I'm saying, in a totally non-sexual way. You pee out of your penis, it's not a sexual thing all the time. FBI. <laughs> I'm not sexualizing it! I'm not sexualizing it! The penis is just a thing. Boobs are just things. Like, they're just things. They're not sexual. So anyway, it's just what happens to be what you bone with. So he's like, set So this is, uh, I got here, I got here a nice big <laughs> <thin> gherkin. <laughs> I know you've been jerking the gherkin oh for two few years now. Oh, my God. So I got here a triple magnum X here for a her pleasure. I'm going to show you how to put this bad boy on. You're gonna, what you're going to do is you're going to pinch this here reservoir tip. you got to make sure to pinch that stuff and get on the You're going to get blow, what we call blowback. You're gonna get blowback, son, and let me tell you, us goings, we're fertile. we're virile as fuck. So you get drop one in that girl, and she's gonna be knocked up. Tin roof rusted, my boy. You good? Heard- the withering look my wife is giving me, everybody. I wish you could see.
0: Like, if we're really going to get mad about this contrivance that Kirsten is upset that her son is boning someone, he is, what, 17, 16?
1: Something along those lines.
0: They spent the whole first season being worried that he was a social pariah. Yeah. And now he is not a social pariah to the point where he is pursuing multiple lady friends mm-hmm. and has mm-hmm. a friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why the fuck should it? They I did have,
1: have to adopt that friend to make him be friends with Seth. But, you know, <laughs> they had to legally become guardians of that person to force him into a friendship with their boy. But, you know, you do what you have to do as a parent.
0: But that's as a proud non-parent, I can say with authority. <laughs> I would I, if I had a kid who was 16 or 17 and they wanted to start exploring their sexuality like that's a normal age. It is. It's a normal age. Be normal about it. You're going to fuck up your kid. Mm-hmm. You're going to fuck up your kid.
1: Yeah. So, OK, let's talk briefly about what Kirsten's reservations actually are. Are her reservations that Seth is becoming sexually active yeah. or are her reservations that it is with Alex? Because, you know, Alex, we've already seen that the show is trying to paint her as sort of a bad influence, Mm -hmm. right? When Seth went to go say hi, she had like two drunk people over. It was like three in the afternoon. Yeah, but... She was obviously hungover. Neither
0: of the parents know anything about that scene.
1: But the show does. Right. And what the show knows, the parents kind of know, you know?
0: But if we're going textually... They just know that she has purple hair and works
1: at a bar. It doesn't go to school. They know that, too. Yeah. So that's that's a sin in the eyes of television parents. No,
0: no, no. Because they fully adopted Ryan, who had been arrested several of times.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that was season one them. That's almost completely irrelevant now.
0: I know. But I'm saying if there were any character consistency.
1: Sure. Which obviously there isn't. Right. So point moot. Yep. But you're not wrong. I, I I hear you. I hear you.
0: It's a dumb reason to be mad is what I'm saying.
1: Obviously, we know that Kirsten's reservations about Ryan dating Lindsay are because of the whole. And again, they shouldn't be any reservations because they're not actually like Ryan and Lindsay are not blood relatives. But, yep. you know, be it as it may.
0: And the only thing, person who would have tied uh, their family a little bit closer, Caleb, is nowhere in this episode.
1: Yeah, no. No, 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 no. No, I'd like to think that Kirsten has, she called out a hit on him. <laughs> and so he's like on the run in Tijuana <laughs> from the professional killer that she hired. He'll come back later. Also would have been a better show. He'll have like an inexplicable scar over his eye. He has an eye patch. He'll come into the house to be like, Kiki. <laughs> and she'll sort of be looking at him over her coffee like, dad (laughs) and the look that travels between them will be like you can't kill me (laughs) I'm unkillable (laughs) or it'll be he'll have to say something like you'll have to try harder next time Kiki (laughs) as he throws like a ring on the table or something (laughs) that was like obviously the ring that the the killer was wearing
0: (laughs) you come at the king you best not miss Kiki (laughs)
1: <laughs> Sanford <laughs>
0: also in general I cannot give Seth the this is coming way way back to you can't like, give him the villain edit five minutes ago I can't make him the villain this episode because I love that his middle name is Ezekiel <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's Ezekiel Cohen, that name fucking rules. Is this the first
1: time we've heard his middle yeah. name? Yes. Yeah. Wow.
0: Did your parents middle name you when they were really mad at you?
1: I think so. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you Did you get middle named? Yeah.
0: I got middle named. I got called by the wrong name.
1: <laughs> that's the more the thing that's been <laughs> happening lately is everybody calls me my nephew's fucking name. <laughs> Which doesn't feel great. And they call my nephew me, so.
0: It just means your nephew is going to turn into a bomb-ass adult.
1: I, sur- I sure hope so. God, I pray for Gen Z. They're not inheriting a kind world. They're not. But I think a lot of them are doing their best with what they've been given. And they surprise me. They surprise me again and again. In really good ways. All right, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens in the next episode. Um, let's let's i'm such a sleepy baby all the time um let's try and record more during the day because this is lovely there's beautiful sunlight coming through the windows you're sort of like bat backlit and haloed right now you look so pretty you're in like the golden hour you're very pretty so anyway we should record more when uh, i am i am more awake so we don't have to go like three weeks in between and forget what the fuck happened to the show we watched fair fair all right. California, Sarah.
0: California,
1: Evan. You just listened to Orange. You glad we watched The O.C., the show about watching and talking about The O.C., recorded in guest bedroom studios, hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept by Sarah. Recording and editing by Evan. Please give us as many stars or thumbs up as you're allowed to. Copyright 2024.